0: Welcome to episode six of the DBC Pulse podcast. I'm Michael Salnick and I'm here with my wife, Meredith. Hey, everybody. And today we're talking about evangelism. And now I know a lot of times we say this word evangelism and people don't know quite what that means. And all it means is that we are talking about sharing our faith, telling people the good news of the gospel, uh, which is telling people about Jesus. And I know the church really kind of struggles with this. Uh, I know me personally, I struggle with this. It's a command that we call the Great Commission, where Jesus says, before he leaves, his disciples and says, hey, you are to go into all the world um, to make disciples, proclaiming this good news, uh, baptizing those who believe in Jesus Christ. And so for people to uh, respond to it, they need to hear it. Um, And so we are called to go and tell of this good news. And so today we just want to talk about um, how to do that. Um, talk about what that can look like. Um, you know, Maybe talk about some fears that we have and how to overcome those and how to be faithful as Christians to go and share this good news.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into more of the implications of what the gospel is and how you share the gospel, right. but we know that – The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the crux of the Christian faith, and so it's where we begin. It's how we're sustained, and it's also how we end. (laughs) Right? Like it's Mm -hmm. everything. And so um, there are ways to simply share like the simple gospel, and we're not you. You don't go beyond the gospel, but we learn like new ways to apply the gospel to every aspect of our lives. Right. And so um, we're just gonna. We're going to look at John three sixteen 16, um, verses 18, because this is just the full picture of, of the gospel. Yeah. Um, it says, for God so loved the world, God the Father loved the world, that he gave his only son, who is Jesus, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Um, And we could go on and on and on. Like there's so much we could unpack there. Um, But we know that salvation cannot come except through Jesus Christ. That's right. and is it He's John the way, T- the truth, I was and the lies, and no one T- comes T- to Father <laughs> except through him. There you <laughs> he go. is the way. Yeah. And so in a world that is so arbitrary and relative truth this and relative truth that, um, the fact is you know, we can want things to be true all day, but is it true? And so that's what we have to wrestle with. Is this true? Is Jesus the truth? Because if he is like, there are implications to that. Right. Right. And so, um, it's only through Jesus and only by God's love, like God initiated to us first. And it's by the power of Jesus that we're saved. And then the Holy Spirit's role occurs through this, this, um, through our belief. Right. Right. So it's not like, we believe in Jesus and then all this stuff happens. It's like, no, God loved us first, Jesus died for us, and then the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of belief. And Mm -hmm. we even see like repentance is a gift that we ask for. So these are not things that we can just conjure up on our own, like they're happening because God orchestrated for them to happen. Um, And so we see um, in Nicodemus, John chapter three, um, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, which is teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus is like, how can you be born again?
0: i go with my mother's womb. I
1: mean. <laughs> right, and Jesus is talking about the spirit. <laughs> born and like again. the wind blows where it wishes, yeah. Um, we can't control the wind all we, it says, um, the wind blows for it where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Mm. So the way that we know how the spirit is moving is we see fruit in people's life, right? Um, we can't control the wind. We can't control the spirit of God, yeah. but all we're commanded to do is share yep. and to tell people about Jesus.
0: And, and God is sovereign. Uh, we know we have some other places in scripture. We know that, um, His children were created for the foundation of the world. So some of these things are mystery. The gospel Mm -hmm. is a profound mystery, and it all works together in unison and beauty. And I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, I think what's so sweet about this is there's really not pressure for us in evangelism. It's not not on us it's yeah. totally god and
0: do we want to be a part of it or not and god has right. invited us into it we should be excited to go share this good news we should not ever want to hold it to ourselves like if we see it through this mindset that man we now know the answer to hope to peace mm-hmm. to life eternity with jesus uh why will we not want to go share it and
1: the people never? who are with jesus they said like you can you can kill us. You can chain us. You can. We can't help but to speak of what we've seen. That's right. um, and then you know the, after they'd been with Jesus, they're like, man, their faces were like shining because they've been with Jesus. And so yeah. um, I think the pressure's off. And when you read scripture, like <laughs> if Jesus God does all that He pleases, He mm-hmm. does all that He pleases. He does not need us. Um, he can make a donkey talk. He can turn a king into a donkey. Um, he can do all these things. He can we split see the Red Sea, right?
0: He created everything, so he, he told the the oceans to come this far, the mountains to go this high. I mean, it's exactly. how he created everything. Um, and you look at it. You know, Paul Washer uses those examples, and he says, and then he says, "Hey, man, come to me." And we're like, "No, right?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so we need the gospel. We have rebelled, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that uh, more explanation how to share uh, later. Uh, but I also, think there's this truth of. Um, us as Christians, you know, uh, this is what we were created for. Right. God uses means, so he does use things, and part of how his plan to spread the good news and to save people is through his children. Mm-hmm. That's what he chose, and us to be a part of that, just in the same sense where he could make it rain. Heard us in the, in the book before where he could make it rain anywhere, uh, and yeah, and water can is far from the sky, but he chose. For it to work through means, through condensation, evaporation, and clouds to form and rain to come down. In the same way, he's chosen means of us as his children to go with his good news and to tell other people.
1: And that's not to say that salvation comes through us. It doesn't. It does not. All from God. It comes through. Right. Um, And so, but we see where, like, people are not born good. Scripture's very clear on that. Like we, even in David, in my mother's womb, I was conceived in sin, like in wickedness and brokenness. And so we all have to be born again. And Mm -hmm. so what does that, how does that process go? Well, it starts with, Hearing the gospel um, of Jesus Christ, and then we respond with belief. And that response does not save us, but it's fruit that we can can see where the wind blows through God
0: opening our eyes and and allowing us to. Right. right? It's a gift of God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, Romans 10, um, I'm going to say verse 14, but I'm going to start earlier. Let's see. Um, Okay. Hitting
0: them with the scriptures. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Let's go in verse eight. What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. It doesn't matter where you come from, what color your skin is, nothing. Like all who call on him will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they mm-hmm. to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they yeah. to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So yes. it's just super clear. Like, this is why yeah, we share, the f- jet- share our, our share faith. faith. faith right now. So this, <laughs> is this is, is why we share it. our faith. This is why it's important to evangelize.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really, really good. And one of the things that we uh, are very thankful for, got the luxury to have is training in evangelism. So just like anything else, any spiritual discipline, we need to practice it. Mm-hmm. We practice everything. You you learn to play an instrument, you got to practice to get better at it. You learn to play a sport, you got to practice to get better at it. And we're like, oh, we're a Christian. How do we get better at sharing our faith? We never practice it. And
1: it's like, well, this know? isn't my spiritual gift or I just don't enjoy it. It's right. like, well, none of <laughs> us are like just naturally, like some of us naturally maybe, but yeah. like, this is a commandment, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I this still is-
0: get butterflies before I yeah. go out and, and share my faith. And um, it, it, you, we don't just sometimes naturally want to do it. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that scripture you just read and some other things. Oh, man, this is what I'm called to do. And then – a loud of scriptures stir those affections in your heart to go and really share the gospel.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there and are have people. There are people who are just naturally sure. like, and they're going to spend the bulk of their time doing that. And right. that's great, and that's not yeah. bad. They'll
0: share the gospel on the just, wall or something, you know?
1: Right? Uh, <laughs> they will.
0: Tell some people. That's, are wired. Awesome. that's great. Uh, but we are all called. That's very clear. Uh, we are all called to do this. And so, one of the things I'm very thankful for is we were part of Campus Outreach. What I was trying to talk about. In college, and we were one of these things called Summer Beach Projects, where we'd go to Myrtle Beach for eight weeks and get training and all these things. And so we would have evangelism training, and we would go out on the beach, and we would share our faith. And we have lots of stories we could tell, but for time's sake, we're not gonna tell all of them. Um, but we saw some cool things happen, and just being faithful to go and have conversations with people sitting out on the beach or walking around Myrtle Beach um, and have these conversations. But one of the things that really helped me stir my heart but also remind me of what I'm called to go do is they would challenge us to get to a place and just look out on the beach or wherever we're about to go share our faith and pull away and actually spend time in prayer to get your heart there and to, and to pray for the people. And they would take us uh, to uh, Matthew chapter nine. It was what they would, uh, it would be on like this little worksheet for us to go to. And we would read Matthew nine. And starting in verse thirty-five, it says, "And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction." And so, because this was happening, crowds were coming around. He said, "When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd." Then he said to his disciples, "So as us as Christians, right? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore." Go get them. No. He says, therefore, pray. Pray earnestly, though, to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So, yes, we must go. How beautiful are the feet of those who go and share the God. Good Mm -hmm. news. The scriptures say. So, we know we must go. But we must do it through the power of prayer because what does prayer do? It means it's not dependent upon us. Right. It means there's someone else doing the work. (laughs) Like we're just the humble servants here to communicate this good news. And so we're praying for God to move, God to use us, get our hearts in the right place, give us wisdom, discernment, in the middle of conversations, help us to point to you. Mm -hmm. And this is where our hearts want to go. And it uses an analogy talking about uh, sheep without a shepherd. And they had this article. I'm not going to go through it all. I have it here on my phone. And it, and it talks about how um, all these like like stats about sheep. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of them. So sheep are pretty stupid. They're not smart animals, okay? Uh, so sheep will follow each other off a cliff because this is what they do. They follow where the one in front of them is going. Uh, so they really will tumble to their death because they're just going to follow the one in front of them, right? Um So it reminds us of that. Uh, Sheep will not relax until its hunger has been completely satisfied. And so they have to be fed. Um, Mm -hmm. It talks about how, you know, they easily get diseases. They easily get sick if they're not taken care of. Like, they can't take care of themselves.
1: They lean down to get water, and then the water absorbs, like, all of their... Is it fur or their yep. hair or whatever? And they just like falling and drown.
0: Yeah. It says a sheep's wool can become so heavy, it can literally weigh him down, making him less mobile. So it's like somebody needs to trim their wool. Right. Um, it's so needy. Yeah. It needs to be tended to to collect foreign objects such as manure, which lends to its hoard odor. And so mm-hmm. sheep normally stink, unless they're being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of things about sheep that aren't very smart. So here's, here's the humbling thing. The Bible refers and compares us as sheep, (laughs) right? Very humbling. Um, But Jesus still chose to rescue us and save us. So he talks about how they're being sheep harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And the great shepherd is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the one. Uh, who's going to save us, help us, lead us, and guide us.
1: And how many of us feel like we're drowning in things Mm -hmm. before we even realize what we've done to ourselves? Like we're like sheep. How many of us will follow culture until it leads us to our, you know, metaphoric death in some way? You know, how many of us like... And, and Christ, like Jesus is the bread of life. So he's He's meant to satisfy us. So we can not grow weary and we can um, we can have peace. Like he is our prince of peace. Yeah. So in some of the, so many of the same ways, it's like, man.
0: Yeah. You know, it sums it up by saying that the sheep are ignorant, dumb, insecure, stubborn, fearful, helpless, dependent, and doomed. Like to some degree, right? Without the gospel. This is kind of how That's we're in we the, the state of manner. <laughs> so we have good news, right? Without a caring shepherd, there is no hope of having their needs satisfied. And so they need a shepherd. Um, the last thing, um, well, not last thing, but about prayer, I'll mention. There's other, this other article that we can, we can share this um, that was given to us. But it's like 11 things to be praying for for non-Christians. So not even when you share your faith with them or you have friends that aren't believers or parents aren't believers or siblings aren't believers or whoever it is, friends, mm-hmm. family, we should be praying for them. And mm-hmm. one of the things that says, you could, this is what you can be praying, because I think sometimes we're like, well, what do I pray? Mm-hmm. You can pray that God draws them to himself. You could pray that they seek to know God. You can pray that they believe the scriptures. You can pray that Satan is bound from blinding them to the truth. Mm-hmm. You can pray that the Holy Spirit works in them. You can pray that God sends someone to lead them to Christ. And you can pray that, that they believe in Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, you can pray that they'll turn from sin, you can pray that they confess Christ as Lord, and you can pray that they yield all to follow Christ all the days of their life, and you can pray that they take root and they grow in their faith and in Christ. So these are things that we could just be praying for uh, non Christian, non Christians, people who don't believe.
1: I think the good thing to remember with that too is that, um, you know, God is sovereign over people's lives, and there are people who they've heard this truth for their whole lives, and maybe they don't become a Christian until they they don't submit themselves. God doesn't soften their heart until they're like older or whatever happens. It's
0: all still a mystery, right? Um, it we is. Don't know who's saved and, we, and who's not.
1: We know that they are, we're workers. Like, we don't get to decide all the time, like what work we're going to get to do. Farmers don't get to decide, hmm, this summer is really going to be a fruitful summer. Like we don't know. We're not in control of that. All we know that is like there are seasons where we're just like sowing and sowing and we're just throwing seed out constantly. And we're just not, you know, you got to be faithful to do that. We don't know what the fruit's going to be. And we might never see the fruit. Like I I can't wait to get to heaven and just see like God's redemption and be like, wow, like like when you read someone's biography and like you you know what's about to happen, but they didn't. They're living it in real time. You don't know, and so there are seasons where there's a lot of reaping, and that's wonderful. But all we're called to do is to be faithful. And First um, Corinthians three six, he said, "I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase." Mm-hmm. So we, I think, do not get discouraged when you share with your friend and they completely shoot you down. Like, kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're praying expectantly that. God's Word will never come back void, but just in that moment, like you might not see someone turn from their sin like right when you share with them the first right, time right. Um, but we're pl- make, we're planting seeds and yeah. we're wa- or we're watering seeds, yeah,
0: and sometimes we just need to go and do it mm-hmm. i the very first time i don't I don't know if this is the wisest thing that could have happened, but I'm thankful and I look back on it, but the guy who was taking me out to go with him to watch him kind of evangelize, we walked right up to these two guys on the beach, and he just said, "Hey." introduced himself and he said here's my here's my buddy michael and he's got something he wants to share with you today (laughs) i was like i thought i was watching you do this and he just he he planned it all along and so he forced me into it i shared the gospel i stumbled through it clearly was my first time so i feel like it wasn't communicated the best and that was the only time well second time in my entire life that they responded in that moment um, so my very first time kind of really going out, like I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Almost. This is easy. <laughs> it just didn't happen for years, about five years later. And then it happened again. But, uh, so we don't always see that immediate fruit, but we are faithful to go and just throw out seats and, and, and share it's this not good news.
1: our eloquence that, pull, it, yeah, it that pulls people. Me. Paul was not eloquent. Like yeah, we just, up to me. and Right.
0: I know we got tons of stories but there was a story of just this homeless lady and the girl was stumbling through it I'll just be completely honest she was not even communicating the gospel she was really struggling through it and she said you know what she just stopped she said all I want to tell you is that Jesus loves you and we left that lady God used that and she responded in faith in Christ and she came back and found us and she said I haven't been loved by anybody and that struck a nerve in me and it sent her on a journey to find a Bible and read more and She's a Christian and a sister in Christ today, Mm -hmm. just because somebody said, "Hey, Jesus loves you." Yeah, you know, so God can use all things. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, real quickly, I know we want to get into some practicals, um, but I think maybe some some hesitancy towards evangelism. Like, maybe why is it that if someone just doesn't want to share or dreads it, like maybe why would that be? I think um, one could be maybe they don't understand the power of the gospel for themselves. And and I have a quick story about at Beach Project where I was a leader over a girl who just like hated it. She's like, I will do Bible study training, prayer training, but I will not do evangelism. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down with her and we we were talking about it. And I asked her, I just asked, you know, like what part of this do you hate so much? And we got to to the bottom of it was she just didn't believe it. And mm-hmm. she just didn't believe like I, that. I need to go tell this to someone. And through that, she became a Christian <laughs> because yeah, she realized awesome. like, come on, oh, now. like I don't. Yeah. The reason I don't want to share this is because I don't believe it. Yeah, and I haven't. Ex- like had the power of Christ poured into me. And so, and after that, she was like, let's do it every day. Like, let's (laughs) go on the go." And she was passionate about it because she saw like, wow, this has power to transform my life. Like, why would I not want to share this? So I think that's one reason that we might be hesitant is because we don't even believe the power of it ourselves. Another could be we haven't been trained um, and we just don't have confidence. And I think practicing will build that confidence. So
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll add to that you just reminded me uh one of the most joyful things about being a christian that i do is sharing my faith and it's because it's like i'm preaching the gospel to myself mm-hmm. as i'm telling it to others and it gets me and reminds me of god's redemption and how i don't deserve this mm-hmm. and so i think it's even good because we're really preaching to our souls and to ourselves mm-hmm. um and so i think that's powerful and that's really good so there's two ways uh, that I've really learned that I like. There's many ways and resources to figure out how to share the gospel. It still has to be the gospel, but there's just different, many different methods that you could do it through. Yeah. And so one of the ones that I learned and we learned in Canvas Outreach, still one of my favorites to this day, is I go up to a lot of people and I say uh, things like, hey, have you ever read the Bible? Like the whole thing cover to cover? Most people will say no. Hey, well, what if I could sum it up all in one verse? You know, and they're like, okay, sure. You know, and so, uh, by the way, this by no means is like an actual like evangelism training. So we want to do this again as student ministry. Um, so we hope students will come to that. But we're just going to share two different methods. And so if you go to Romans chapter 6, look at verse 23. And it's for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we think this has the gospel just packed in right here, this one verse. It's all over the Bible, but this is just one verse to unpack. And you can just walk through it. And ask them, hey, what is a wage? You know, And a wage uh, is something that you earn, right? Like a minimum wage. Uh, so something that you've earned. Okay, what is sin? Sin is anything that's imperfect. If I throw, uh, if I play darts and I throw it at the dartboard and I don't hit the bullseye, that's sin. I wasn't perfect. So sin is anything that's imperfect and disobeying um, God. And then you got death. Well, death is eternal separation, right? Um, so you got if you if you we always drew, drew this um, bridge diagram too if people are visual and on one side of this big cliff you put all those things there on that side and you draw a person and on the other side of the cliff you go to the other side of the verse. so you got wages, sin and death all right And then it says but you got the free gift and so you go around the other side of the cliff where God is and say hey there's there's this free gift uh, it's been freely given to you you didn't earn it
1: Something you could never pay back.
0: Something you never could pay back. It, Christmas, birthday, you get gifts, and you also, uh, the, nothing you did to earn those, right? Mm. Um, but also give something you can't pay back. Uh, so you compare that to uh, wages. Wages is something that you earned. And then you go to God. Uh, well, God is perfect. You know, mm. sin is imperfect, but God is perfect. And then you go to eternal life and compare that to death. And eternal life is life forever, Death is internal separation. So it's eternity with Jesus. And so you can compare, contrast those on each side. All right. So, how does the one guy get over to God? Well, it's not by his works. It's not by him um, saying a prayer one time, even. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's that's not the gospel either. Um, but a total uh, them submitting to Christ and trusting and believing and repenting of their sin, which just means to turn, to turn away from their sin. It's a change of mind. They get a new heart, new desires. It's a work of the Holy Spirit, God. Mm -hmm. And he bridges the gap through, and it tells you in the verse, Christ Jesus, our Lord, Mm -hmm. who was perfect, came, lived, died. It's the perfect sacrifice on the cross, bearing the full cup of the wrath of sin on our behalf, goes to the grave, comes out of it, conquering Satan, sin and death on our behalf, and he ascends to heaven to the right hand of the throne of God, interceding on our behalf calling us inviting us into his family and saying just believe and trust in me and i will return to bring you home but until then go and share the good news right mm-hmm. so this is the gospel and the cross bridges that gap that's the only way that we can get back to god and be reconciled to him so that's one way um any comments about that Did i get it all good. and that one and then the the second one i'm going to mention Now, these are the brief versions of all these because of time. Uh, It's called the Three Circles. And there's an app for this. You can go online and find an app um, called the Three Circles. And it just hits on three different areas uh, of our world um, that brings us full circle. The first circle is God's perfect design. And God created all things, including us. And he said it was good. And he had a perfect design how we relate to one another, how we relate to God vertically to him. And uh, everything was good. And then sin enters the world where Adam and Eve rebel and they eat of the one only forbidden tree they couldn't eat. They could have everything else. And they decide to rebel and they get caught up talking with Satan and they start thinking, hey, is there satisfaction outside of God's will for us? And they think there is. And they rebel and go their own way and then everything breaks. World breaks, we break, sin enters the world, and now, now the second circle is brokenness. And now we live here, right? This is our world. It's broken. And you can look around, talk to anybody, and you'll know that it's broken. You'll see that from natural disasters. You'll see that from how we relate to one another. Um, there's brokenness everywhere. Nobody would deny that. But we try to fix the brokenness through um, a lot of different things. Uh, money, success, other people. We get addicted to things. Tacos. Trying to numb the pain.
1: Huh? <laughs> Tacos. Tacos. I'm just joking. Oh. You feel, try to fill the brokenness. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. making it lighthearted for a second i
0: was like tacos sometimes man stuff we can eat pizza um grandma's pizza Mm, so good from giovanni's and joey's whichever one um you like giovanni's better Uh, i guess it depends okay all right got me off track here okay so we try to run to all these different things to, to help us with this brokenness but the only thing that can help us is the gospel of jesus christ to which God decides not to leave us in brokenness, but provide a way out to the third circle of the gospel. And I'd already explained that where Jesus came. He lived, he died, his resurrection, right? And he sends to heaven. And um, and so we repent, we turn, we believe and trust in him as our Lord and Savior. And then it's like, now what? Now that what we do as a Christian it is now we're called to recover and pursue from sin. And we we're pursuing that perfect design from the very beginning. And we know one day when Jesus returns to take us home, all that comes full circle and there's no more sin no more pain anymore we're back to the to the beginning right this was the story of redemption we're in that perfect relationship now eternity started now but we're still dealing with the brokenness but it'll be mm-hmm. one day while that's gone and fixed and this gives us hope
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that's a very brief version of the three circles and how to share that yeah so it's good yep got any other comments to close up for evangelism
1: I don't. I just think, um, if you're feeling stagnant in your faith, like maybe this is a key component that's missing. I think, I know for me, like I'm not naturally one that's like, Oh, I can't wait to go evangelize. But every time I share with someone for the hope that's in me, like it just leads me to worship. And I think, um, again, like none of us want to feel out of our comfort zone, but to follow Jesus, you're going to be out of your comfort zone. And this is an act of work. Like, if sharing your faith is an act of worship because what you're saying is God I'm submitting myself to you I'm going to lay myself down even though this is uncomfortable but this is not about me this is about you and um, <laughs> I need you like yeah. there's no way that this is going to like you're completely putting everything on God because nothing is going to come of this apart from the Holy Spirit and apart from apart from God yeah. and so um, I think for us it's just a huge act of worship it's very humbling and it's good for us
0: right yeah, yeah. and I think you know, hearing the gospel and us sharing the gospel, it just affects us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also uh, reminds us how we need community. I think I'm more, much more likely to share the gospel when I have somebody wanting to go with me to do it or keep me accountable in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why the church matters and mm-hmm. why we need to gather together yes. to encourage each other to do this. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's uh, episode six, talking about evangelism. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it we hope this is helpful uh, of course we could talk a lot more about this and we want to do an evangelism training uh, at some point for you students uh, and even parents for you guys to come for us as christians to continue getting better at this um, but we hope you will join us uh, on our next episode hope you enjoyed this one and if you did and you're on youtube uh, please hit the subscribe button so you can get all of our future uh, uh, episodes that come out and those of you who are listening on spotify or amazon um, we just I hope that these continue to encourage you and continue to listen. And we look forward to episode number seven with you.